Palmer. And this is Petrana, and this is High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast, a review and discussion podcast of the Disney Plus original <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series. Uh, we're back with episode, was this episode six? This is five. Five. Episode five, which is entitled Homecoming, which is the big dance episode, which we've been very excited for because, as we talked about last time, we love dance episodes and dance chapters in video games and books. All right, Palmer, take it away with the recap. With our recap, um, yeah, obviously, big dance episode, but there is a lot going on, notably in a lot of these character relationships. Um, so a couple different threads happening. So in one corner, we have Nini and Courtney, who, after Nini's breakup with EJ, they decide to kind of do an anti-homecoming, which Miss Jen tags along with, uh, which is not at all in line with school policies, I am fully certain. <laughs> um, teachers are very careful about outside of the classroom relationships with their students. But anyways, they go to a karaoke bar um, to try and help Nini find her confidence, and also just spend some time away from everyone else. Meanwhile, Gina is carrying through with the scheme that we saw a hint of from the last episode and brings EJ to Homecoming as her date, which has middling results after we realize that she really didn't have much of a plan other than bring EJ, make Nini jealous, and then have her quit the show not wanting to deal with everyone's uh, drama. But didn't work. Nini wasn't there. So ends with a fight between EJ and Gina, which sees Gina leaving the dance with Ricky. So also going on in all of this, Ricky is trying to help his dad get over um, the the divorce with his mother um, and is kind of taking on the, the leading role in that relationship. But in evidence of homecoming, he doesn't want to ask Nini because she basically friend-zoned him in the last episode. Um, so he and Big Red go together, which is very sweet. Big Red's very Aww. excited about going to his first dance. Big Red is so sweet in this episode. He's just like... He's amazing. He really wants to be there for Ricky, and Ricky's there for him. They practice slow dancing together, which I thought was just like so wholesome and sweet. And just like... It was good. I it liked was, it a lot. It was extremely sweet. I saw that, and I was like... Man, all the big red Ricky shippers are just, like, losing it <laughs> right now. Um, and so that also happens. Um, Ricky, though, towards the end of the episode, basically calls Gina out in front of everyone else, which is pretty awkward. Uh, but yeah, big woof. Um, but then ends up apologizing and giving her a ride home, which ends surprisingly as they somehow manage to connect over the fact that, like, both of their home lives are not quite so perfect. She kisses him on the cheek as she gets out of the car. And we have this very much like hint of what's to come, um, which is super interesting. Also, also, just sidebar, Ricky has this very cute like orange like punch buggy, which I thought was oh yeah very yeah i love it it's good i was like this car looks too nice for a 16 year old to be driving <laughs> but um i digress and so the last plot thread is essentially carlos centric so this was kind of a carlos and gina episode mm -hmm. for the most part if we're gonna keep keep terming it that um but carlos is obviously crushing hard on seb and vice versa uh seb is the actor playing sharpay and so we see them at dance practice earlier in this episode, and there's clearly some, like, very adorable 16-year-old giggly flirting kind of stuff Aww. going on there. And Carlos ends up, like, very shyly asking Seb, 
uh, to essentially go to homecoming with him and thinks he's getting stood up because Seb shows up three hours late after a cow dies and there's no cell service in the barn, etc., etc. So, but before that, home, home, Palmer. When he says we lost the cow, I didn't register that the cow died. I thought that they just literally, like, physically lost the cow. <laughs> and it's only until you said that now that I realized, like, oh crap, the cow actually died. I I would assume. I mean, I guess it could go either way, but I would assume that okay, the cow, cow was died. dead. Especially because Carlos goes, I'm sorry about your cow, which is maybe the most oh. romantic thing that's ever been said on this show um, thus far. But Carlos, before that, with the help of Mr. Mazzara, surprisingly, um, kind of goes to this epiphany that he doesn't need to be with Seb to be able to dance. There's um, the next very poppy original song, Born to be Brave, that falls during the dance and kind of connects a few different threads throughout the show. Um, and then... Seb shows up and they get their very adorable slow dance. Also, Ashlyn is there. Um, Ashlyn is there. mostly being emotional support for Carlos and wearing like mm-hmm. a very cool, uh, funky suit for homecoming. So that's essentially everything that happened. But um, lots of news for Ricky and Gina and kind of Nini and Courtney as well. Um, and then on the horizon, we see some impending trouble for Miss Jen, who was supposed dun, to be dun, chaperoning dun. the dance. But blew it for anti homecoming with Nini and Courtney. So that's where we've left off this episode. Um, much, much to think about. <laughs> much to think about. Yeah. So um, I guess the the big thing to think about for me is Ricky's dad dating again. Literally, oh, yeah. like days after his divorce was finalized. I totally skimmed over I that just... in the recap. But yeah. Yeah. No. Like okay. So so for context, like his uh, like Ricky's dad. What's his name? I don't know. Oh, it's white is it, is it Matt? I feel like it might be Matt. Okay, so this dude has just been, like, called out of work for five days in a row, sleeping on the couch. And you know what? Like, I get it. You've just been through, like, uh, like a divorce, which probably was not, like... Like, it wasn't super smooth. Um, I think they still have to, like, finalize things, probably. This is only them just, like, officially deciding to get separated. Mm-hmm. And so... But he's going through it, and Ricky comes home, and Ricky's like, Hey, Dad, you need to get your shit together. And then his dad's like, well, you haven't asked Nini out, so, like, you also need to get your shit together. Which, first of all, like, absolutely false equivalency, because one is a divorce and the other is, like, a high school relationship, whatever. And then, so, Ricky's like, well, I'll get my, I'll put myself out there if you put yourself out there. (laughs) And at first, like, at first I was like, okay, so, like, Ricky just wants his dad to, like, you know, pick himself up off the couch and, like, go back to work and, like, you know, put effort in, like... I don't know, like, taking care of himself, but no, his dad immediately goes, he doesn't, he, like, goes to the bowling alley where, like, Nini and Courtney are having their little fun night, and just, like, sits there trying to pick up women, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, you're obviously not in an emotionally well-placed to start, like, dating again, and just, like, you can't just latch onto a woman to, like, I don't know, do your chores and stuff, so <laughs> well, anyway. I feel like, I was like, I was like, you know what? Maybe if you're feeling comfortable with it, all right. But it's also just like that's not necessarily like it's 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 very much a rebound. I feel like, um, mm-hmm. and also the fact that like him and Miss Jen, um, who is also as we we've had many many hints that she is very clearly like not in a good place right now either um either financially or in terms of like being on her own she's a lot of like fraught conversations with her mother and it seems like she's just generally having trouble figuring out how to manage 
her life. Um, and like, what I liked about this episode was that we kind of got to see her more in a mentorship role, even though it was mm-hmm. like definitely overstepping student teacher boundaries um, and would probably get her in trouble with the school. But it's like very interesting that they went in that direction just because I thought we were being set up for a very obvious like Miss Jen and Miss Mr. Mazzara. Mazzara, yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing about that is just like, if this was not like a Disney Channel-esque show, then the idea of someone like trying to find a rebound after their divorce would make sense because very clearly the rebound is about um, sex? casual liaisons. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, can we just talk about the fact that you said liaison? It reminds me of a, this, this is, it, it sounds like a dangerous liaison. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, is that too deep a, deep a cut? Uh, <laughs> but. um, Yeah, so, but because this is a Disney Channel show, or, I mean, it's not Disney Channel, but like the uh-huh. same energy of like family friendliness, like obviously it's not going to be like, hey, Ricky's dad wants to get laid after his wife left him. It's. Ricky's dad wants to find a suitable stepmother for Ricky. Maybe. Like, which yeah. is just weird. I don't know. I feel like... And the thing is, it's not like Disney Channel has, like, a bad record of handling this. Because, I like, the shows I watched growing up, we have, like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, which was, like, the single mom raising the two boys. And she went on a few dates, but, like, it was never anything like, oh, she needed to, like, find someone right away. And, like, also Hannah Montana, like, Billy Ray Cyrus was oh raising God. Hannah and... <gasps> jackson on his own do you remember the episode he's dating this woman and they end up screaming about tarragon and she goes and then no it it, here's how it goes they're they're cooking together and there's some dispute about whether or not to put tarragon the spice into the dish and they're yelling it at each other and then miley goes like either i think she i think it's her she says like the next person to say tarragon is gonna get it and then the woman goes well you know what Tara, I am so gone. Oh my gosh! And that then she leaves. That's what I remember about um. Wow. Billy Joe, Billy Cyrus, I'm Billy Joe, Billy Cyrus. What was their last name in this? Show? Their last name was Stewart. Yeah, Billy Ray Stewart. Billy Ray Stewart. Uh, dating in Hannah Montana. Anyways, Hannah Montana. Uh, I I digress. But yeah, but yeah, it was odd. I don't know if they're like gonna pursue it more, especially considering that Miss Jen is definitely on thin ice after this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There, there have been a few moments where I'm like, huh, I don't know if this is a good idea as they pursue things. But then they just like more. They they've gotten pretty like well. Yeah. I don't. I feel know like I'm that. I'm built. I'm trusting. I'm trusting them more and more as the series goes on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything keeps like, just paying off and like getting proven. Yeah, like so. I was afraid Courtney would be a little bit tropey, right? As in like the, like the sassy black best friend, but I feel like she definitely has more agency on her own, and she has her own struggles. And I really like she has a this little like subplot where she, the senior drama um, costume person is just like undermining all her ideas and like shutting her down, and like and she she nini keeps telling her to stand up for herself but courtney who can stand up for nini all the time no problem is just struggling standing up for herself which like honestly i feel that so much because i i don't stand up for myself at all but i will stand up for like my friends and people in my life like no problem it's not like it's almost like that anxiety override where Mm -hmm. it's like if i have a friend who's more worried about something than me or more anxious like i am not the friend that goes I, I i i'm more than happy to let someone 
talk to the bartender for me, for example, <laughs> and like get their attention or whatever. I recently tweeted about this because I I'm baby. Um, but like if I have a friend who is just like not about it, it overrides, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's so much easier to do things for other people than it is for yourself. And I like that, like connecting it back that Courtney is kind of realizing that and then there's a moment when they are singing later where she's like okay i'm gonna practice what i preach um Mm -hmm. which is also very very cool um but speaking of uh the singing moment um this is also just very much a carlos episode carlos and the most carlos baby carlos i would die for in this house we love carlos like i said I feel like Carlos just feels like so much justice for Ryan's character. Mm-hmm. Like, as the choreographer right. um, who just didn't, like, get that storyline and was just, like, written to be straight with Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Do they get together? Yeah. They go to prom together and they have, like, a really, like, cute-ish promposal moment, mm-hmm. which, like... They, like, play a song together on the piano and then just end up, like, it's like, oh, yeah, like, we forgot to pair both of these two people and people, parents might, parents are angry that they might be gay, so we're just gonna put them together. <laughs> we need to, the, that We need compulsory... to make them straight. Yeah. They're the, they're the two single people. Right. Uh, you've said this before in this podcast, but, uh, WLW MLM Solidarity. Yes, Kelsey exactly, Ryan. that's. Yeah, um, absolutely. I like to think of that moment where they decide to go to prom together of them just being like, well, you know what? Like, <laughs> we might as well just go together. Right. Um, gay rights. Uh, <laughs> but And they end up going, they go to the the High School Musical 3 ends with them going to it, Juilliard Are they together. the ones that go to Juilliard? Yeah, so I'm hoping that they just had like a grand old time and we're like best friends throughout and we're like each other's wing people. That's my new headcanon. Yeah, I truly hope that... Kelsey and Ryan um get an apartment together mm-hmm. in Bushwick. Um yes. and live out their artistic And they go careers. to Mood Ring. They go to Mood Ring. Uh <laughs> which if you're uh local, uh is this really cool astrology bar in, in Bushwick. But anyways, um anyway, sorry for so, di- anyway. the diversion. Carlos. But, yeah, Carlos, I think too I mean like here's okay, here's here's my theory, my out maybe out there theory about Carlos is that we haven't seen Ryan yet right and in this mm-hmm. episode so at the beginning it kind of kicks off with it doesn't kind of it kicks off with um Carlos and Seb practicing the bop to the top choreography together which is freaking adorable because they're like giggling and you know like it's very flirty yeah. and cute and then which, okay on, on the side part that's just such a weird song to be flirty to because like in, in canon it's sung by twins <laughs> yeah right um <laughs> Shake yeah. some booty and turn around. <laughs> Anyways, um, but but Seb says something where he's like, I really like practicing with you. You know, I just can never get it when I'm dancing with Ryan. And I was mm-hmm. like, Ryan doesn't even have a name yet. And we haven't yeah. seen him. And I think I, I have the I, I, fe- I feel it in my soul that Carlos might get asked to step in for it. Ooh. And that might be part of it. But or, or also, we'll just never see Ryan. Then. Oh, hmm. Well, you know what? Whatever. I mean, my theory is that Ryan is currently being played by a girl. Oh, maybe. But I don't. We don't know. We haven't seen who Ryan is, which is sad. I want to see who Ryan is. I know. I want. Okay. This is this is me with that same energy of like the last few episodes where I'm just like where I said something and oh, yeah. it happened in the next episode. Show us Ryan. Show us Ryan. Um, or it's just a character that that didn't end up being yeah. relevant enough uh but please 
please, please God. Um, but back to Carlos. Yeah. I like, I mean, like the thing that I love is that he's just so cute. He's just mm-hmm. like very he's so vulnerable endearing. and sweet in this moment. Yeah. Um, also his suit for homecoming rules it's like oh, yeah. kind of like Jack and, and that like when they when they agree to go to together, Seb is like, "Oh, just text me what you're wearing." And so when Seb does show up, they're like in inverse matching oh God, colors, matchy, and it's matchy. like, uh, it's so cute. And then he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm late." He's, then there's the cow thing, which we talked about before, which I makes it like more sad because I I swear I was just like, "Oh, okay, they just couldn't find their cow for a bit," but I feel like the dead cow makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> lost cow. How do you remember like, the night actually... you got together with your boyfriend? Well, it was the night the cow died. Um, <laughs> that is oh, that modern uh, modern love, truly. Um, also, Mr. Mazzaro, like, really looking out for Carlos this episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I, there was a moment where Carlos, like, didn't... It wasn't, like, a clap back, but he kind of, like said something to him where he was like well i'm not about to like bear my soul for you or something because if we mm-hmm. remember from what was it was it the previous episode or the one before that where uh, the one before the previous episode yeah so um mr mazara Jenning- is like extremely yeah. mean to carlos yeah he said something because uh, mr mazara and miss jen were having like a little like stem versus art showdown or whatever and then um carlos came by and then Mr. Mazzara said something very mean about, like, don't you have any friends who are, like, your age or something? Yeah, less And it's just, like, really hurtful. And I, so, like, in this episode, like, he puts on, he's the one who puts on the song, right? I I don't think he does it. I think it just comes on. Yeah. Um, but he does okay. give him, <laughs> like, some some punch um, and yeah. advice. But speaking of the song, um, this is the newest original original song from the series and it was also one that i know the cast um the main cast all recorded together or mm-hmm. like covered not covered but like did a very cute recording together of um that was released on youtube a few weeks ago and it's very much like i say this very lovingly but it's totally the most like cliche slash decom-esque <laughs> song we've seen from the series thus far and it's very genuine it's not kind of like like, I think about um, EJ's song, which is extremely <laughs> self-aware in what it is. Um, and this one this one feels very genuine. And I think, like, listening to it originally, knowing that this was going to be a pretty gay episode, I was nervous because it's very, like, you're brave and be who you are and you're gay, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. But it doesn't come across as that, really, in the episode. Um, because on one end, you have... Nini and Courtney um, duetting it outside the mm-hmm. karaoke bar because it was one of their favorite songs as kids. And then you also have Carlos essentially leading everyone in a dance of it at the show and so or at the dance. And so it's also the first song from the series that has been musical-esque in that kind of way because everyone knows the choreography. Um, and the only way I could think about that was like, what if this was like a Disney Channel song when they were all 11? And they learned it in the way that, like, oh all of us learned gosh, that we're I all in this together. That. That's my headcanon for Born to be Brave. Oh, that's so good, Palmer. I <laughs> love that. That's good. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they just, oh, my God. Thank like you. Or, like, or it was, like, a, I don't know, like, a Jonas Brothers equivalent, like. Yeah. It had a choreography. Yeah, that's good. It's fun. I like that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The only place it doesn't hold up is when they all coordinate to, like, lift Carlos into the air. Um, and spin him around, but that's that's my my it's the magic of, of musicals. Musicals, yeah. Um, 
which it was kind of fun to see the show foray into that territory because before it's been very much rooted in realism like we've talked about but um it was great and I, I i did like i mean as you know if you've been listening to this podcast uh as someone who likes gay things um <laughs> which is the one way to put it um i mean as, as a queer person who grew up like without that kind of media i kind of did become very aware of some of the cliche nature of the songs like after everything everyone saw born this way oh um, by lady gosh. gaga and just like took it and ran right um with middling results and i mean i i love that this song is very much like it is queer in the sense that it's about being yourself and it ties into that very like vulnerable high school side of it too but mm-hmm. it is definitely something that resonates with everyone as well within the show um and i like that it cut across the multiple narratives in this episode too um so and it's a bop yeah because um yeah at the same time um courtney and nini are at the karaoke bar and like courtney has signed nini up, up to sing this song but nini doesn't want to and then courtney's just like well you would have done this like when you were younger and they have this whole discussion where courtney's just like you basically kind of like lost part of yourself when you started like getting into boys and like dating ricky right and it's just like i i I thought that was, like, a very mature thing to say on that show, because, like, Nini so far very much has been defined, her character has been defined by the EJ-Ricky thing, and it was Mm -hmm. at that moment I was just like, wow, I kind of hope she doesn't end up with either of them, because she needs to, like, grow into herself, and I think that's, like, a very important thing to do in high school, like, figure out who you are sans a romantic partner, and... All that. I like so that song plays for the two of them while they're just kind of like dancing together, and Nini's also like rediscovering who she is, like without these boys in her life. Definitely, and I think that's definitely really cool to see that that's where her narrative is going. Because, mm-hmm. like, like you said, I feel like it's plausible at this point that she isn't going to end up with either of them, which yeah. I personally do love, just because that's really been the biggest part of her character thus far is that she's constantly agonizing over um, the boys EJ and Ricky. Yeah. All the boys. And it's not that that's not valid, but I think between the themes of like her trying to find her confidence um, and really and step into that leading voice role. again. Right. Without. I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, no, I, yeah. So I think, especially cause now we have that like little Ricky Gina tease oh at the end God. of this episode, which I did not see coming. And I'm like, whoa. I know. I it, It's almost funny. Cause like in hindsight, I, I do see how it was yeah. sort of coming to that point just because, I mean, Ricky says it point blank when they're um, leaving the dance and he's like, oh, well, you know, I was an outsider to the theater department and you were an outsider to the school mm-hmm. and the social circles. And I kind of thought we were like vibing because of that, essentially. Not like romantically vibing, but just, you know. But just like just, on each other's team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what we're able team? to. Wildcats. Um, <laughs> what is their ship name, by the way? Rena? I don't know. I was know. thinking about this because Gicky is not good. Um, Gicky's bad. I like, I think Rena is good. Um, yeah. But no, I really like their dynamic because she's very tough mm-hmm. and he is like he's a little bit of a softy and like Nini and him are both very soft people, but I think Gina has like more assertiveness to her and so it's like definitely an interesting thing and I 
I don't know. I'm like excited to see what they do with it. If it even pans out, or if we're just gonna get if it's gonna fall back to Ricky Nini or mm-hmm. like how, however this ends up. But I like that, like, because like I said before, I didn't even like realize that's like something that would have happened until they were she was in the car with him, and I was like, oh my gosh, are they gonna do this? Yeah, and it's really? and, and the thing is, especially on Gina's end, because. We thought she was coming into this episode with, like, a huge scheme and just, like, very much did not pan out. Mm-hmm. And we just, we get to see a very vulnerable side of her because she's like, oh my gosh, like, w- the plan I had is not working and now I have to pretend like I ha- still have a plan, which is why she gets into that fight with EJ. Because he's like, okay, why am I here? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And so, and then she does admit to Ricky that, like, she doesn't tell us what's up with her home life but because he confides in her that his home life isn't the gr- the greatest right now she's like oh you're not the only one with problems at home right so and like this yeah yeah i mean i think his response to that was very mature because he specifically says like he's like i'm sorry i didn't know and i didn't mean to add to that um yeah which i think is a good way i was curious as when, it, when they were going to that i was like oh god how is he going to respond you know but it was definitely like a very emotionally mature thing to -hmm. respond and also just also like being there for her to a certain degree um because i mean yeah like you said this is the first time we've ever seen her really be vulnerable and not Mm -hmm. be this like kind of scheming false antagonist kind of role on the show um, yeah, so I'm excited to see her grow. And so I remember last episode, I was like, oh man, I think I want a Gina episode. I want to know what's going on with Gina. I know. Like, here we are. Look at me. You look got at the power. Look at this. Look at that. Look at us. Look at this. Next episode, give us Ryan. Give us Ryan. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's speaking of the next episode, I did watch like the preview um, mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, and it does seem like just from the little bit we've seen that Gina is this has kind of resolved a lot of her qualms because there's a line where EJ is talking to her and he's like, okay, well, I'm still the understudy and so are you. I thought we were in this together. Yeah. So, like, it seems like definitely with this conversation with Ricky and everything, she's somewhat come to terms with it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, so I think I, she's definitely more in my favor right now than EJ is because EJ definitely, like, I was like, all right, EJ cool, EJ cool, and now EJ, EJ, EJ bad. Yeah. EJ... EJ has only been acting with entirely selfish motivations, even if they somehow unintentionally help other people. Yeah. They're still motivated by him being selfish. Right, right. Um, yeah, EJ... Here's the thing, I really... What does... What does the EJ stand for? Do we know this? We don't. Okay. We, I, I don't even know what that would stand for. Well, Edward the only, Jr.? The only EJ that I know is someone from Twitter, um... And they are not, like, I, I don't think it's the same. Uh, so, I don't know. That's such an odd, like, was that an acronym? Is that what you call it? Because I know, like, I know a CJ. I know, like, I knew a BJ. <laughs> I guess, I guess there's a, there's a, uh, Max Goof's friend is PJ. Yeah, I knew an RJ. <laughs> yeah. Is it a junior? Maybe it's a junior. I, it's probably a junior, but, like, E is just such a weird letter to do that, too. I know. I guess you can theoretically be an NEJ, like a KJ, a QJ. Yeah. I did uh, know a KJ. I lived with a KJ once. Oh, yeah, there's also KJ Appa of Riverdale fame. Oh, my gosh, wow. You could be a VJ. A VJ? That sounds... VJ. Huh. Yes, I know. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing... That, speaking of VJ, though, I think I... 
definitely really um like Matt Cornette in that role. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing great. Um, as is everyone on this show, really. But I do definitely like some of the nuance that he brings to the character, especially in this episode, because there's a shot where they're doing the dance sequence and like I think like Big Red gets up behind him to go dance as well and he's just like sitting there alone and part of me's still like, Oh baby, but I'm like, well, you know You know, he's he's been kind of a dick. It's been kinda <laughs> bad. Um but yeah, I mean it's definitely been like really interesting to see how oh, how much we like everyone has fluctuated mm-hmm. um that was a very simple way to put it but like um i think the narrative is doing a really good job of giving weight to all of this yeah like, and not, very and large not making ensemble them very cast. yeah and not making them very one note either which i th- especially with the antagonist which is just like very very easy to do in like a disney channel-esque sitcom where there's like always like the mean popular kid mm-hmm. and yeah and all that stuff um Speaking of, I we didn't. I forgot to touch on this when we were talking about Born to Be Brave, but um, things we're seeing more of too. I loved hearing Courtney Dara Renee um, sing in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a long time coming, um, and I was wondering when we were going to get to hear her sing, just because she hasn't done so yet. Um, also, need to hear Carlos. Need to hear Big Red. Um, because I've heard both of I've heard both of their voices in the aforementioned Born to Be Rave cast video, um, but I would like to see it. I would like I to see, see it. Big Red sing in canon and just like like blow everyone away and everyone just be like, "What the heck, Big Red? You've been hiding out on." Us. Yeah, that is exactly what I want. Um, gosh, and then he's like, "Oh man, am I getting roped into the yeah <laughs> another musical? cult?" Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's been really cool. Also, uh, I just thought of this too. We, we, the mockumentary style did also come through in this episode a little bit with confessionals from like Gina and like one very pointed mm-hmm. Ricky looking at the screen a la The Office moment yeah. too at the dance. But um, I think, I don't know. I feel like the series has really hit its stride right now. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's getting comfy. It's good. Yeah, mm. looking forward to the. I the next episode is the one where I think like something's up up with Miss Jen next episode, right? Yes, something is very much up with Miss Jen. Um, dun, in the dun, dun. Uh, yeah, in the episode preview. Well, in this episode, we hear her listen to a, a voicemail from the principal who says, "Come see me on Monday," because she totally skipped out on chaperoning the dance. Um, mm-hmm. and in the preview for the next episode, I think her status as a teacher is under deliberation. Because uh, the principal comes in and is like, well, you might want to just, here's a box, you might want to pack up your stuff just in case. Um, I get the feeling she's going to get saved at the last minute, but I think next episode is when we finally get to the, like, show in Jeopardy stage, which I'm surprised we haven't gotten to yet. Um, Just because that's such a common theme in, like, these Mm arts-focused, I mean, basically, I mean Glee. Um, where (laughs) the high school arts-focused programs, okay, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about Glee in the respect that, like, a crucial part of that show was that the show choir were underdogs um, mm-hmm. and their program was constantly under threat. And we haven't seen that yet, which I kind of was enjoying, um, but I'm nervous to see what's going to happen in the next episode. 
re all of we that. We will find out. But dun, 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 dun. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at HSMTMTS podcast or send us an email at our Gmail, which is also HSMTMTS podcast at gmail.com. Heck yeah. Um, and if you want to chat with us individually, we are on Twitter at Hosh, H-A-A-S-C-H underscore Palmer. And at Pet underscore Rana. Yeah. Come hang out. Um, but thank you for listening. And we will see you next week for next week. what team? Wildcats. That's actually the episode That's, title, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's also Wildcats. Also Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also my team. Um all right, thanks everyone. Gucci. Bye bye.